Welcome to Quadraphonic Podcast, hosted by Al Croft and Dwayne Boyd. Able-bodied is a temporary situation for everyone. Quadraphonic shines a light on issues faced by folks with different levels of ability navigating the live music scene. Okay, hey everybody, and welcome to Quadraphonic Season 2, Episode 4. I'm here, as always, with my cohort and buddy, Quadraphonic Al. And we have a guest here with us, uh, the lovely and talented Miss Shelly Jaspering. Hey, Shelly, how are hey. you today? Hey, I'm good. It's uh, cold over here in Iowa, but, you know, it's not too bad. <laughs> so, Al, uh, why don't we get things started? Good and fresh, and uh, yeah, do you have a question for Shelly? Shelly, I would like you to tell your to tell our audience a little bit more about yourself and about why Dwayne and I invited you to speak on Quadraphonic today. Cool. Well, um, I have been a quadriplegic, um, almost a quadraphonic, a quadriplegic. Well, so. you're quadraphonic now. <laughs> Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been a quadriplegic for about 17 years and it happened after a concert, actually. Um, so I'm always um, trying to still do what I did before. And I am, which is good. Um, but I've run into, you know, issues with um, seating and ticket purchasing and all that that's related to ADA lifestyle. So heard about you guys and um got connected and was like why didn't I meet these guys a long time ago <laughs> you know well that's definitely one of the things that we want to bring to the public's attention that those of us who need a little extra help getting tickets or in the ADA sections you know we just want to level the playing field we're not trying to get extra but we're just trying to join the enjoy the concert experience like you are yeah, totally. I don't want anything necessarily special, just um, be able to sit with my friends and see the show and um, have a good time, just like everybody else. Um, Sharing the experience. It's about equality and equity. You know, it's, yep. and you know, some of us, it's, it's a little harder to go the extra distance or, um, you know, navigate, uh, in your case, a lot of hills from what it seems like. <laughs> literally yeah tell, tell our listeners about your experience and uh you know you your quote-unquote hometown venue or the the big venues that are close to you um seems like you have to do a lot of climbing yeah yeah definitely so the closest venues where fish plays nowadays and other bands that i like are about three and a half to six hours away um so um the one that fish plays the most that I like the best, except for the accessibility is um, Alpine Valley. Cause as everybody knows, they always play good shows there. So you don't want to miss it. So when people say never miss a Sunday show, I'm like, Oh, <laughs> I get bummed when I can't go because of disability reasons. So I try to buy the tickets the second they go on sale. I do the um, uh, PTBM and uh hope to get accessible and that's not always an option at every venue um i think I, they, they they do offer that um for alpine but it's such a small area um in the pavilion it's just a small section on page side um behind the pit and then um they say there's law in ada but it's uh <laughs> on a hill <laughs> so anybody it, that's been scary yeah anybody that's been to alpine know your shins when you dance an all night long hurt because it is steep for able-bodied people so getting a wheelchair up there is um just getting in the venue you have to go over by the resort um hotel 
and then they'll take you up in a golf cart if you're able to do that. Um, this year I had a power chair, so I uh, I had my friend behind me because I just felt like I was going to tip over. So I went side to side, hoping <laughs> that would help the um, slope a little bit. And then, um, yeah, I just went on Sunday. So I was like, let's just go to the lawn. It's, you know, a cheaper ticket. And I just want to see what it's like now that I'm in the power chair because my manual, the brakes wouldn't have hold, held to sit up on that slope. So I thought, well, this thing's a beast. So went up there and uh, it wasn't bad. My friend was a little scared when I did my seat elevator thinking, you know, I'd be a little top heavy or something and tip over, but I was fine. Um, and then trying to roll over to the restrooms that weren't too far away, the 188 cell was broken. And um, I almost went off of a ledge because it was dark um, to get to the other door to get to the um, accessible stall. So Oh always man! A, always an adventure. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. So, is so it safe I, to say, Shelly, you do your own stunts? <laughs> right, right. Stunts that I don't want to do sometimes. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I saw a bunch of people in manual chairs getting pushed up um, to what's like the VIP area, I guess nowadays. And um, so there must be a restroom up there. And since the other one was broken, um, but yeah, it's a hill to push your way up and. So I would, yeah, I wouldn't have wanted to do it. Um, but I feel like there's little fixes they could do to make it a little bit better. You mentioned that you had a, a, an apparatus or that you have an elevator on your power chair. Tell yep. us just a little bit about that, please. <laughs> yeah. So I was lucky to find this chair um, from somebody else. And um, so I said, oh, if I ever get a power chair, I want it to have a seat elevator. So I was like, yes. Yeah. So it's what, like some call it eye level function. It's got a different, a bunch of different names for it, but basically um, it raises you up from regular wheelchair level to about, makes me about five, three. When I'm next to my friends that are about five, three, we, we decided that's about, that's all I got. So yeah, it's, it's nice. Wow. Um, yeah. It's been nice for certain shows just to be able to see over the crowd a little bit better. Cause even in ADA sections, when you're sitting so low in the chair, it still can be hard to see over people standing if they're real tall in the pits or depending on how much lower the seats are from the ADA areas. Um, Cause yeah, the seated, the pavilion area for Alpine, uh, I was having an issue in 2019 cause some guys were sitting on the railing um, at the back of the pit and I couldn't see around them. And I could barely see anyway when with just like some, standing in the pit so i feel like there's little tweaks that they could do to make that better um and one thing would be to take the row of seats behind the ada section and maybe allow that for people that um don't have a mobility device but they might want to sit every now and then but they can still stand um just to have a little bit more of an ada area since it's so small anyway and also um, you can see better because it's up, but just a little bit higher. <laughs> but well, you think that that would be a good spot to uh, put companions too, right? Definitely, because yeah, a lot of places you're supposed to be able to have up to three companions, and um, oh, I know, wow. yeah, that I think that's, that's like great. the general that's the general rule, and so um, I've been told by a friend she went to buy a ticket for a venue, and the companion seats were all gone. So somebody must have brought a family rather than just one person with them. And which took away, you know, a couple of companion seats from maybe another person. Cause I don't, I'm not sure how that law actually works, but um, some venues, they don't even have room for a companion. Like in Chicago at the, some of the older venues, um, I have been told to sit in this one little area. And so we ended up just going back by the bar and just hung out and, couldn't really see the show, but it was still fun. That was from Mo and, oh my gosh, years ago, <laughs> like 10 years ago or more. That's pretty, so. that's surprising to me because I was always under the impression that there was um, the disabled person and the caregiver, not three, uh, three people. So that would be outstanding to be able to have my friends 
sit with me more than it's just one person. Yeah. Yeah. I want to look up the law on that for sure. Cause I've been told by several people, no, they're supposed to allow you up to three extra tickets. And oh, I've wow. seen that on some venues, um, but not all venues say that. Um, I think uh, AXS tickets, I've run into that where it says you can buy up to three extra seats, but it's, I think they're still being sold as ADA seats and not necessarily companion seats. So it's, you know, if you're buying three seats, you're taking away maybe one other wheelchair users and their companionship. So then I have an issue. Like, I, I don't know what to do. What's, you know, do I come with just one person when I have a bunch of people, you know, other people with me, you know, do I just have one person sit with me? So like Dick's platform, my friends usually sit in the fenced in area down below my able-bodied friends because um, they'll have chairs down there and then they can just stand up and dance, but they're not in the crowd. And they're right below me, so I can get their attention easier. But we're not filling up the platform and shaking it right. too much. <laughs> yeah, they had something similar this year, and, and I mean, this was the first year Alan and I made it to the Florida Dicks, and it it was it was magical. It was yeah. really amazing. Uh, yeah, I met some great friends down there, and uh, yeah, I was just talking on another group, and and this girl's like, I think. I met you at Dick's <laughs> and we we're talking and I was like oh yeah now I remember you and um because you don't always get people's uh uh social media information you know if you're just chatting at the show so if, I, you're if you're comfortable with sharing uh Shelly uh you know you did share that you're quadriplegic but I'd like you to share the story about the, the accident and what happened yeah um yeah, I don't mind telling it. Uh, I uh, was at a widespread panic concert in 2005, luckily in my hometown. Um, and um, I was leaving the show and we went to the after show at a bar down the street. And then where I live at the, lived at that time was easy to walk home from. So I hadn't planned on driving. So my, uh, my new friend who I was going to go to the concert up in Wisconsin the next night with, um, we went to the after party and then, yeah, we were walking home and I said, let's go to the train bridge. Well, bad idea. The train bridge is up about 20 to 30 feet off the ground. Um, and uh, so I, we got on the wrong bridge and there was a train coming. So I looked over and I reacted and he grabbed onto a fence um, and there was, there was two tracks. So the other train, the train flew past him. And then when he looked, I was gone. And so I must have fallen because I'm afraid of heights or I jumped. So I wouldn't get hit by the train, but I was really drunk <laughs> and uh, it was dark and I, yeah, made a bad choice. So I fell about 20 to 30 feet and uh, snapped my neck, but luckily my hands work again. They didn't work at first, um, but I had a bunch of burrs in my hair. And actually the first responder that was there, that was his first year working the job and now we're Facebook friends um because he's like I was there if you want to know anything and I'm like I don't know if I do <laughs> that's about all I remember we don't really know what happened but yeah and so well, thank god you're all right <laughs> right yeah. yeah yeah the train company actually called Union Pacific called me when I was in the hospital but I don't really remember but they were like were you tras trespassing and I said yes and they're like that's all we needed to hear <laughs> like okay thank you bye oh man yeah so that I, I couldn't sue them you're right but, exactly exactly yeah you, you gave them the magic words and, <laughs> yeah uh, you know, I, I'm just thankful to you know say you know we're we're here to have this conversation with you so bad yeah. choice bad Absolutely. choice or not, you're still here we're, oh we yeah love you for it it's crazy because so many people that I was hanging out with that night or that I've just hung out with at shows, like you wouldn't believe how many people said, I'm surprised that happened to you and not me because I'm wild, but I'm not that wild. <laughs> so it, yeah, it's just wrong place, wrong time, bad decision, but yeah, I'm still yeah. going to shows and uh, yeah, I have good sport. So that's the important part. You're still doing it. If, yep. if it, if it made you retire from going to shows, that that would mean that you know your disability beat you, but you haven't right. made a feature. And I mean, you you seem like a very resourceful woman from from the time that you know we started talking and I started getting to know you. 
I mean, you 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 get a lot done. I'm I'm proud of seeing what you do. I mean, it's you do some cool stuff. Yeah, thanks. I I mean, I think you know, I hate to say things happen for a reason, but you know, I feel like it yeah, it's not like my life is better or worse because of it. It's just different and, you know, it's yeah. So I've I've had other experiences that I would have never had and different outlooks on things that I would have never had, um, had it not happened. So, you know, I hear you. I hear you. And <laughs> I mean, people, you know, that, you know, they say it's a blessing or they say everybody has their own view of what disability is in their life, but it's, it's all something that we, we have to deal with and we, we deal with it in our own ways. And, as long as it's not stopping you from doing what you love, I mean that that's the important thing. Yep. And Shelly, yeah. I was quite blown away and and impressed. You were speak. You spoke to senators and you for the spinal. Uh... Oh, I just uh, I got to talk to all the senators directly and ex uh, tell my experience and you know everything that I've been doing in life and trying to fight for and the things that United Spinal's fighting for and um, like seat elevation. Actually, that's one of the things they're fighting for right now is to get that to be a Medicare standard um, because some people, it really helps, you know, when you're out um, in the community or even in your own home stuff. So because of that, then I got connected to talk about the ABLE Age Adjustment Act, which just passed and I hope that it was because of my congressional testimony um, I'm sure it had a little part of it um, because basically I got injured at 28 and I wasn't able to save money in these ABLE accounts because it you had to be disabled at the age of 26 and it's just an arbitrary number they, they knew they'd have to change it at some point and so it recently got changed so in 2006 or 2026 I get to start saving money um, for dis disabled related things. So like if I, if they don't want to cover seat elevation, I could pay to add that onto my chair. Um, if I found it as a worthwhile benefit, but it's about a $3,000 upgrade. So not everybody Whoa. can afford to just, and we're not allowed to save money in general. Yeah. It's a, it's a big upgrade. Um, but my chair, they said is probably $40,000, 30 to $40,000. Wow. Um, that's, that's a huge price tag. Yeah. Well, manual chairs nowadays, they, they used, the frame used to be 2,500. And my friend said her whole chair with all the little, this pretty simple chair was 3,500 a few, like five years ago. And now it's close to 8,000 just for a manual chair, Whoa. but not all the bells and whistles. Yeah. Well, so thank yeah. you very if, much for, thank you very much for speaking with uh, Congress yeah. to enable those of us who are disabled to save up our money for things that make our lives easier, like the chairlift. Yeah, definitely. Because like not everybody wants to speak up and not everybody has a story that makes sense that why wouldn't you let us do this, you know? And to, so to show them a good example of why an age is you know, 28, uh, two years off and I can't save money. It just didn't seem, you know, I'm glad that they realized, wow, that's, that does seem silly, you know, cause I'm, I'm working part-time and I'm buying my own home. I'm on very little assistance um, just so that I can get to live my life. But. Well, that, that's super cool. And you're, you're uh, working on buying a home. That's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have an that's adapted cool. home. Yeah, and it's through Habitat, so it's affordable. And um, <laughs> yeah, I surprise people when they when I talk to them about my mortgage when they live in like bigger cities like you guys, like California, my house would be like pretty pricey. <laughs> and I get it because I live in Iowa and I'll tolerate the weather and I'll drive further to concerts. I get a more affordable house. So it's give and take. I, I just couldn't imagine living out in Cal California, Al, because... Everybody loves it because of the weather, but you only get fish every other year. I don't know. <laughs> you got to travel further than I do. <laughs> that little spring tour is going to be unbelievable, though. Spring yeah. tour will be amazing, and I'll be both in Berkeley and in at the Hollywood Bowl all six nights of the nice. shows. 
Oh, and of course, true. Dwayne and I are going to not, we're not so excited to say the least, but we're going to Mexico in what is it now? 17 days? Awesome. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The countdown is officially on. That's awesome. I can't wait to hear more about the accessibility out there. I've heard a little bit about it. Um, it's on sand, so, you know, but I hear they have a platform and it's, um, you know, a clear pathway and, I would want to get a hotel room that faced the stage so that I could maybe chill out up there when I needed to. Maybe I don't know. Balcony. Yeah. It's always cool seeing that from the webcast, but like, I don't know. I, I would definitely need some sort of lift situation if that was the case. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can report to you guys that the, that the uh, ADA section, <clears throat> excuse me, that the ADA section down in Mexico, you're right that down on the sand, but they do have a platform and it's wonderful because they have a separate entrance for the disabled to come in and they have a separate outhouse toilet that's right there. Nice. And only the disabled and their caregivers can go in there. And as well, they have servers come bringing us food, bringing us drinks, to bring help. on the churros. Bring on the churros. And the churros, <laughs> of course, can't can negate the tour of churros. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, maybe someday. That that New, New Year's and uh, Vegas, they're always a goal in the back of my mind that I would love to hit. I mean, I've been to one fish festival in my life, but um, I, I don't get to all the big shows necessarily. And I, I see a lot of other people do it. But like you say, I get to what I can and it's going to be a good time no matter what, even if it's not the your, uh, What's your prediction on a festival this summer? Do you think there's going to be one that drops? Hey, people keep talking about maybe, but yeah, since curveball, it's a uh, <laughs> touchy yeah, subject. Yeah, it's a touchy subject. You're right. <laughs> but it is, uh, you know, Fish's 40th year. So they're going to be, they're going to have yeah. something big in, in the works for us, I would think. Yeah, I've been like in the, the post like I, I follow fish in history fish this day in history or something yeah. but also I like that they have been sharing stuff oh yeah the, the historical information about Rift this week was really awesome yep today it was about Billy Breeds I think they, oh nice I'll have to check that out uh Shelly I was wondering you mentioned Alpine Valley um, what are the venues you'd like to see fish or any other groups you'd like to see big venues uh, that you travel to? And where do they have good ABA section? Ooh, um, <laughs> that's a good question. Because um, I go anywhere in the Midwest, basically. Um, I have gone outside of that when... Uh, when it works out but usually I drive everywhere so it's uh, and I have an older vehicle <laughs> um, so I go a lot to Minnesota some to Kansas City um, I don't like driving in Chicago Rosemont um, in like the outskirts of Chicago is decent um, there's hotels nearby within rolling distance, but there's actually a curb <laughs> to get from the sidewalk to the venue. It's, it's really weird. Um, there's just one little bump and I, in my manual chair, we were able to maneuver it. But if I take this power chair, I don't know what I'll do if they play there again. Um, it's just little details like that, that I just run into, um, I like some of the smaller venues in Minneapolis, St. Paul, like the palace. I've been there for Billy strings and I'm going to go there for goose. The Sylvie in West Madison, Wisconsin is a newer venue and they actually were letting way too many people in the ADA section. So the people that actually needed it, um, we were kind of shoved over like we're close to the stage off to the side in that area but it was limited. Like say, I couldn't have anybody sitting with me because I was the disabled person. They said that my companion couldn't have a seat. So I sat there by myself while my friends went down to the pit. So that was kind of frustrating. Um, 
Yeah, I Georgia, Alfreda had a good area, but the way they sold the tickets, you didn't, it just said WC on the Ticketmaster site. So only I knew that that was probably wheelchair. So I'd called the venue the day before to ask if they had any tips because sometimes some venues like uh, Kansas City, oh, I can't remember what it's called now, uh, Starlight. It's uh, decent in the ADA area, but it's limited. Um, it's off to the side. Um, but buying tickets for Alfreda was interesting because, um, like I say, they didn't, the ADA button didn't work on the Ticketmaster site. And so a lot of people were there that didn't realize what they had bought. And I knew that was going to happen. So there's some issues with ticket purchasing that definitely needs to change even before we get to the venue. So. Absolutely. I would agree with you. And I have to say with uh PTVM summer tour this past summer, the fact that ADA was actually an option, I think it was the very first time. That was an option. I think they've had it a couple of years, a couple of times. I think 20. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. But I've never had success with it. My friend had success for Vegas um, Halloween, but I've never was, I've never had success. So I've never done a Halloween and I can't wait. Um, yeah. I, it's, Halloween's the only fish holiday on the fish calendar I haven't been able to do. Mm -hmm. um, but I, it's it's on my bucket list. And I won tickets to uh, Fish Halloween Cosspot Boxed. We were at, uh, you and I were at Dick's the week, uh, you know, a month before. Yeah, and yeah. Right by the Waterwheel table, and I donated to Waterwheel, and I got a phone call a couple of days later after the concert. They said, hey, you won. And I nice. didn't believe them, so they I called <laughs> them back and was... It was water wheel, and uh, they set up tickets, and I told them that I was disabled, so they not only moved them to a disabled section at MGM, but it was great for my uh, companion and I. Nice. That's that's awesome. The, I mean, um, I personally know uh, Beth and Melissa from Water Wheel, and they're they're just great human beings, um, and I know that. Um, they would bend over backwards to do anything for the ADA. So it's it's great stuff. Nice. Yeah, I would have been like, is this a scam? I don't believe that I won. At <laughs> 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 first, I, I didn't. That's why I said I got to call you back because I thought it was one of my friends playing a joke on me. Yeah, so, yeah totally. <laughs> or scammers, you said, for sure. <laughs> Right. Yeah, right on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, as we're talking about, uh, you know, we already know where the spring tour is, but where do you hope uh, a festival aside, where would you like them to come play so it could be convenient for you, Shelly, this uh, summer? In Iowa, now all Midwest, <laughs> and all the front, all the pit, there's only ADA. <laughs> Dream tour. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the ADA tour. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we'd be um, there for sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, because it's usually outdoor venues. So I basically just get Alpine, and if, if they do Northerly Island, I don't. I don't doubt I'll go, and, and that's that's frustrating because it's just too complicated. Um. Kansas City, like I said, if they went back to the starlight, that would be awesome. <coughs> they haven't been there since mm, 2016, 15? I can't remember. Wow. 2015, uh, yeah. Do you, do you have a preference, indoor versus outdoor? Um, <laughs> I used to say outdoor, but now that I overheat or I'm freezing, I do like the indoor stuff and the lighting is cool indoors but I tend to go to more outdoor shows because being in the Midwest I can't just travel out to the East Coast it's just what's available yeah yeah so I don't I just go to what's close I don't really get a choice and I mean if somebody says hey let's go to this okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's no, how I 
yeah <laughs> i hear you i hear you no i i just didn't know if you know um i don't know if, if you had a preference one way or the other because i um i tend to like um like you said indoor for lights but you know out, outdoors its own kind of magic mm -hmm. yeah the venues are bigger and you get a yeah see everybody but typically i can't show up to the show until about five to hang out in the lot because it's too hot um and i mean even in alpine like if i go in right away the sun is still on that section um in the pavilion so i've yeah it's frustrating and i feel hot and um i noticed i have deer creek this year too it's nice that they have these awesome ADA lawn areas now and that'll be the place that I'll choose to go rather than trying to fight for pavilion because I don't need to be close necessarily I just want, I'd rather be where I can be around more people and see more people um and it's just sunny <laughs> in that area for a while at the beginning of the show so um I just have to watch the temperatures so and I used to camp at shows, but then I definitely overheat. So, oh my God, there's there's nothing like being in a tent at a festival first thing in the morning. And it's like nine hundred degrees, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yep, that was was the thing out of Dick's. Like, at least it was a dry heat. But we, <laughs> I have to laugh at that because on the East Coast anyway, we always get humidity, and that yeah. whole dry heat thing is just like, oh man. It's yeah, but I I remember waking up both at the Clifford Ball and and at the went intense and like frying in my own skin. It was just it was just really bad. So uh, if if you have temperature regulation issues, I definitely feel for you because yeah. I mean, yeah, Al taught Al taught me what a cooling vest was. I never even saw one before I started hanging with him, and they're they're pretty neat. Yeah, I invested in one in. Uh... And it helped me survive the South in 2021. Um, but I still, I still got too hot. I overheated at Deer Creek because we were camping where like the other places we were staying in hotels. So I had, I was cool enough before going to the show. So it wasn't like I was out in the sun all day. Um, yeah. Cause if I can pre-cool and preheat for things, <laughs> I've learned that that helps, but I don't sweat. I'm unable to do that now. So People are like, oh, that must be nice. And I'm like, well, <laughs> not really. <laughs> to a point, yeah. Yeah, because I just cook from the inside. So festivals, I I want to go back to summer camp this year. But yeah, it's not a good option for me. So I've been going up to Revival and because uh, there's more trees, it's smaller. There's mm -hmm. hotels that are cheap down the road. So I don't know like everything you got to adapt figure out what's going to work if you want to do it <laughs> well see that 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 i think is what i admire you for most is your adaptability because you you're willing to look at a situation assess it and make it work for you make it your own as best you can i know you you said in some of our private conversations have to rely on you know friends to help you and things like that but that's part of where the bonding comes in and mm -hmm. you know it's you you make you really find out who your friends are. Oh when yeah, when that stuff happens. Yep. As long as you know people don't consider me a burden or that I'm going to ruin their good time. Um, yeah, I always have fun with the friends I go with, and um, yeah, there's struggles. There's times I get frustrated with stuff, but you know, I just got to be like, well, at least I'm able to be here, you know, because it's yeah it's a lot of work sometimes and um yeah sometimes in the moment you you know you're frustrated but well, for it's like me, wait a minute <laughs> yeah go ahead for me i've never be, never been to a fish festival and i've always wanted to in fact that when they had festival eight out here in indio i had the opportunity to go but I didn't have the funds and I'm kicking myself in the butt that I didn't go because I certainly would have a much more difficult time camping now um, mm -hmm. 
you know, and as far as this shows indoors or outdoors, I kind of like them both. I just want to be in the building Mm-hmm. in the audience. <laughs> yep. You know, I, I agree. And part of one of the biggest draws for me for fish shows is, and this is good, I don't care if I sound hippy-dippy or I'm going off the map, but is, I really, I love the exchange of energy, the give and take between the crowd and the band. The 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 fact that when when we give it back to them, they, you know, it's it's just they seem to step it up a a notch or two or six, <laughs> and, and you know they they just it's, it's crazy when it's just like okay, you guys are gonna bring it, we're gonna put it right back in your face, Mm -hmm. and Yeah. you <laughs> know it's just it's it's awesome. I love that, and you know, not to knock a lot of the pop bands that are out there, but. I feel bad for the people that spend hundreds of dollars to go to a show and it's the same production every night. And Yeah. it's the, Oh. the same songs, you know, and it's just like the same banter even. Yeah, And I don't get that's that. just, it's so hard. <laughs> yeah, that's why I really enjoyed the, um, even though we were all stuck in our house, the Beacon Jams were just awesome because Trey was Oh, interacting yeah. with all, everybody. And and so, because so many people I've known over the years, they're like, it's weird going to a fish show because bands are usually like, more interactive like vocally like speaking to their crowd and they never used to talk to the crowd so anytime it's like oh, Trey's talking <laughs> you know and so <laughs> <laughs> yeah well so um, yeah back in the day when they were doing like um you know more harpuas um, um you know and they they would go into story time and trey would go into these little crazy like you know offshoots or just little uh little tangents about you know dreams or like just weird things that were going on in Trey's brain like it does or like they do. And, um, <laughs> you know, it, it's, I actually, there was a girl when I went to the shows in Hampton, we were waiting around outside of McDonald's and she was complaining about Trey telling a story. What? And I, I, I actually had to pull an old man moment with her and be like, Oh man, <laughs> you're, you're definitely too new because we live for those stories. right. And, uh, you know, it was just like, you know, it, you know, we, we used to hang on every time there was a har harpua to know what the hell was being, you know, the next chapter. Mm And, -hmm. you know, she just kind of blew me off as like, you know, shut up old man. But I was, it, it hurt me to hear her say that, like Trey was talking too much, you know? And I was like, come on, really? What? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yep. I mean, we're, we're very special or we, we have a very special thing that, you know, this is the band we choose to follow. And I think they love us as much as we love them. Well, Mm it's hmm a it's a 40 year symbiotic relationship. They give us what we give them. You know, mm hmm like you were just saying, Dwayne, it's a total give and take relationship. Yeah. And I, I, Back and you forth. hit, yeah, you hit the nail on the head. And it's just, you know, it, it's, it shows that they take the time to plan and, you know, um, you know, if, if Shelly, if you could, if we could all get our wish with, you know, better ADA and, and, you know, like um, I've said in the past, and I'll, I'll keep saying it, that one of the main missions of this podcast is to make a better future for the this audience. You know, and if they make if they make things more accessible, if they make things easier, it just makes it simpler for the fandom to continue to follow the band. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm yep, and we're not getting younger, so <laughs> Yeah, it's and more I took the and words more of an out issue. of my <laughs> mouth, Jelly. You took the I mean, th thank you for doing what you do and ha having the courage to go in front of Congress. I mean, that that's pretty, that in and of itself, that that day that I remember I texted you and you're like, I'm working on my speech for Congress. And I was just like, you're working for your what, what now? <laughs> you know
Oh, no big deal. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's kind of weird. Like I think about that. Um, but yeah, I hope I get more experiences like that, and um, just things that have been improving the last year or two. Like it takes so long to pass something officially. So when something does that helps us out it's like oh, yes you know you feel like you've been heard and you can keep doing it fight for other things you know yeah because i'm always yeah, playing that, that part <laughs> parking's my was my first thing because i started driving right away and i was like what <laughs> and then i started going to concerts and then i was like what <laughs> yeah par parking at concerts yeah i absolutely <laughs> absolutely yeah. yeah, yeah. My license plates say Faker, and not all states have front license plates. So I pull in, and I'm like, point, "We're pointing to the license plate," and they're like, "That's not real." And I'm like, "Here's my placard." <laughs> and then they come, they get up to my window, and they're like, "Oh, oh, sorry," because I drive from my wheelchair. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's cool. So your van's equipped, so you can pull right in from the lift with your chair, and oh, yeah. awesome! That's yeah. great. Yeah, being a quad, it, I knew I wouldn't want to transfer, and there was just a lot to consider, and so it um, it's nice that I can do that, um, especially because I work so close to where I live that transferring in and out is kind of a hassle. <laughs> Probably a takes a little extra time, I would imagine, but, yeah. Yeah, and energy that I don't, like want to waste you know yeah like a lot of people call refer to things as spoons i don't know if you guys have heard people talk about spoons spoonies no no what's that um, about actually i got somebody you could talk to about that um but spoonies um basically if you have a chronic illness um mm -hmm. you have a certain amount of spoons in your day and you decide how to use your energy you know it's like okay I used all, all my spoons today just trying to roll somewhere, you know, pushing my chair or just getting up to get dressed or, you know, certain things that just wear you out. You're like, oh, I had to sweep my floor. And so, yeah, just something that uses up your energy. And then so then, at the end, you know, you might we might be having a conversation and you might ask, oh, you want to go out and do this? And I'm like, I've used up all my spoons today. I don't have any energy left. Wow, so. I've never heard that theory, Shelly. Yeah, That's amazing. You taught me a new term. And the, <laughs> it's funny because I, I went to the gym today and I, I tried a new machine and it killed me. So I, I think I used all my spoons. Try, I didn't even really get to use the machine. I climbed on it and I was like, okay, I think I'm done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like, okay, maybe this isn't what I want to do right now. <laughs> yeah. So I had to use extra spoons to get off of it without falling. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. See, I can't go to the gym by myself because I, I would fall trying to get on the equipment. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's hard. It's hard. And the other thing we have to deal with too is, um, I get down on my knees to do a lot of stuff to like change weight on a machine or something. And people are always like, did you fall? Are you okay? And I'm like, no, I'm fine. I'm working out. I'm doing my thing. Like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate you taking the time to check, but it's like, it's kind of like, I'm can I, can a guy just get some exercise? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some people, they, they just don't know. And sometimes people offering help makes it, actually harder like oh i'll put your wheelchair together and it's like wait because people that take it apart to get into their cars it's like do you think i would come here by myself if i couldn't do that myself i appreciate the offer but if you start to do that i'm going to just have to explain to you how to do it anyway so just yeah thank, thank you and yeah so is there anything that you'd like the quadraphonic audience to donate to on your behalf oh there's a few good ones out there um have you guys heard of accessible festivals no no but that sounds great yeah and it's, <laughs> i think i think there's a fish chick that runs it yeah and uh they're actually trying to get more people on the their board right now i saw um 
Yeah. They help make festivals more accessible. They might be out in California, actually. I'll, I, uh, yeah, I'll try to find some information on that for you. I know. I kind of looked that up. Yeah, I think yeah, the, that's pretty the person cool. I met is named Amy, I want to say. Um, yeah. So it's cool what they're doing. And it's for all types of disabilities and um, making things you know, getting platforms at festivals and just all over better accessibility. So well, that thank you. Perfect. Thank you very much for spending time with us today, Shelly. It always is a pleasure to speak with you and get the message out there to our audience. So thank you. More people yeah. need to know what we go through. Yeah, thanks for letting me babble. <laughs> Absolutely. No, we we totally appreciate the fact that you agreed to be a guest and you're charming and it's been a blast uh, getting your perspective on things. Shelly chose Boogie on Regular Women 12797 from the Nutter Center in Dayton, Ohio, recorded by Aaron Westendorf and Meat Stick from the Oswego Festival 71899, recorded by Mike Chester. And on Shelly's recommendation, Please visit accessiblefestivals.org to make a donation on her behalf. Quadraphonic Podcast can be followed on Instagram at Quadraphonic Podcast. And also, please reach out to us via email at quadraphonicpodcast at yahoo.com.
the meat stick, bury the meat stick, take out the meat stick time. Whoa, shocks my brain. Whoa, shocks my brain. Time for the meat stick, bury the meat stick, take out the meat stick time. Whoa, shocks my brain. Whoa. get quadraphonic this episode of quadraphonic was produced by al croft Dwayne boyd and Eliza alishant special thanks go out to don polson for the quadraphonic graphic and dan cormier composer of the quadraphonic funk theme thanks for listening 